You're listening to the Debunked Daily Podcast with Mike Bolton. Uncovering the truth behind the news, we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Debunk Daily. Episode 29, I believe. Um, honestly, I just wanted to check in because it's, uh, it's been a while. I have, uh, I've done part one of the Spars Pandemic document. Uh, got that out there. Uh, I'm definitely going to be back at that one soon. But uh, just figured I would do more kind of an off-the-cuff um, type episode where I just kind of maybe riff on a few things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's talk about everything that's going on right now. Um, so, today's date is September 13th, I believe. Uh, so, two days, after, uh, two, da- two days after 9-11, of course, the 20th anniversary of 9-11... Uh, so I was covering, I was covering some of that uh, a little bit on, uh, my other account, uh, free that face on Instagram. I was, uh, I, I definitely made sure to do, I actually did about nine posts that were kind of educational, um, maybe some things that people didn't know about 9-11, some, some little kind of, uh, so, or some puzzle, not little, some puzzle pieces that will help, would either help people to realize how much of a scam and a false flag it really was, um, but also just shed some light on some things that they probably didn't, probably didn't know unless they've, you know, done a deep dive on 9-11. And this, I've definitely learned a lot about 9-11 within the, even the course of the last year. Uh, in particular... I listened to um, I listened to Macroaggressions um, and his recent podcast on 9/11, with it being the 20th anniversary of 9/11. Uh, and there was a few things that I, I kind of like learned about or refreshed my memory on. Um, one of one of which uh, was this guy Donald Rumsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense at the time who announced on September 10th that the U.S. was missing $2.3 trillion, like, within their budget on September 10th, 2001. We're missing $2.3 trillion. Da-da-da-da. Um... <laughs> And then September 11th happens, and subsequently, one of the one of the buildings that was hit, aside from the not just two but three World Trade Center buildings, then you also had the the Pentagon that was hit. And then, if you really look deeper into which part of the building was hit, one of the parts of the building that was hit and destroyed was the budget office uh, analyst office, or the, uh, the budget analyst office. And that was where they were doing investigations on where that 2.3 trillion 
dollars or supposed investigations on where that $2.3 trillion had went to. So this is not the reason for 9-11. This is obviously not, that's not why they did the 9-11 false flag. But it's one of the many things that like, much like with COVID now, it was a multi-pronged agenda. So it's kind of like, well, if we're going to all, if we're going to create this false flag uh, that gives us an excuse to go and uh, bomb the Middle East and, and go to war against the war on terror, quote unquote, and uh, weapons of mass destruction, quote unquote. And we're going to do that for the next, uh, you know, 20 years or more. <laughs> then then why don't we do some other things? What else can we kind of brush under the rug? What else can we kind of take care of while everyone is distracted on, you know, this 9-11 false flag and the World Trade Towers, uh, world, uh, the World Trade Center buildings coming down uh, and collapsing? While everyone's distracted on that, what can we, what can we kind of do behind their back, when everyone's looking to the right, what can we do with the left hand, you know? So <clears throat> one of them was the Donald Rumsfeld announcing this $2.3 trillion missing from the budget. Uh, another one that I don't think that many people know about is Larry Silverstein who I learned from the Macroaggressions podcast is Aside from being a real estate tycoon and uh, a multi-billionaire, I looked him up afterwards as well. He's well, he's worth about, I believe it was like three point six billion dollars. Which, uh, you know, I guess um, if you're really talking about higher up, higher up Zionists or like elite bloodlines and this, it's like three point six billion is not that much in comparison to them. But like, yeah, the the, the dude is definitely. He's definitely like, you know, kind of a, a higher up guy or at least an agent of the, the elite bloodlines. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm sure he became a lot richer after 9-11. And I'll tell you exactly why. Is that he, they privatized and then sold the World Trade Center buildings to Larry Silverstein two months before 9-11 and Larry Silverstein was sure to take out an insurance policy that, get this, included terrorist attacks. He was sure to write that into the, the policy, to have them write that into the policy and probably pay quite a lot more to have that included because, you know, freak incidents like like terrorist attacks are, pro are not something that would usually be included, uh, I don't believe, for like a real estate or, or um, yeah, real estate insurance um, policy. So, but he was, in, he was sure to include that in. And then, so within that two months time, he and his business partner had to pay about $130 million uh, on that insurance policy. However, when the World Trade Center buildings were hit, 
or supposedly, when they went down anyway, uh, he then, he then, he would have collected about uh, $2 billion or $2.25 billion. But then uh, he actually took it to court and he, uh, he claimed that I should get paid for, uh, for both towers. I should be paid uh, $2 billion for both towers. And then he actually got $4.55 billion uh, for, for the, uh, the payout on those towers. Um, so obviously, you know, at this point, after hearing that little story about Larry Silverstein, you know, these things don't just happen by coincidence. Um, and then when you also like look at who he really is, his, uh, Zionist connection, his, uh, I can't remember. There, there was a, um, an organization or think tank called PNAC, P-N-A-C, and it was the, um, the project for the new American century it was called. And one quote that they are famous for, um, it actually included people like Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, there's some, uh, Wolkowitz guy that was part of it. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of, I, I believe George Bush as well. Um, but a whole bunch of sort of like, uh, American deep state, type people were part of this. And one of the things that they were uh, kind of infamous for saying was um, that we, without the presence of something equivalent of like a Pearl Harbor, we won't be able to uh, change the current structure of the American military. Or like we won't be able to make certain changes within the American military and American like homeland security and all these things, right? Uh, since 9-11 as well, they, they actually apparently didn't have the Department of Homeland Security until after 9-11. So one thing that a lot of us who actually lived through it know is that things became a lot tighter and more constricted, um, especially with something even like airports and, and flights. That's something that uh, has never been the same. And I'm like just old enough to actually see the difference. I had been on a few flights before 9-11 had happened. And I uh, definitely noticed the difference and noticed how much they, they cracked down on flying. After 9-11, it's, you know, ah, you can only bring so much toothpaste. You have to go through the security scanners that hit you with radiation and all this, right? The, just so many different things, multiple layers of, of security that's all supposed to be for your safety, right? But it's a lot more than that. It's, uh, it created more basically of a, a surveillance state. Uh, so we got the Larry Silverstein thing with the insurance fraud, um, insurance policy. Uh, we got Donald's Rum, Donald Rumsfeld. Let's talk for a second though about like how these buildings actually went down. Uh, if you went along with the uh, official narrative, you would have been told that um, 18 terrorists with box cutters hijacked uh, an airplane and uh, a commercial airplane at that uh, as well. And then, you know, um, took over the plane and uh, navigated it 
towards the World Trade Center and then crashed into the World Trade Center and uh, that's how the towers went down. There are people who really want to believe that story. And much like with COVID, they want to believe that story, even as ridiculous as it is, because they would rather not, I guess they, they don't want to destroy their, the fragile reality that they currently exist in. Because if they were to admit that something like 9-11 was a false flag, a staged event, and a complete psyop as well, then they would have to admit that so many other things are also fake. And, you know, it's a much more scary reality to, to know that 9-11 was a big fucking false flag, hoax, psyop. Um, so, yeah, you know, they want to believe that uh, it was planes that crashed into the, the tower. I've come more to the belief that uh, there may not have, have been planes. However, um, I also heard that there may have been one plane that was like gunned down by machine guns or, or something like this, or, or just like shot down by uh, missiles or something like this. And they would almost do that purposely because they do need families that... Uh, they do need some families that are like, my loved ones were lost on that plane. Otherwise, who's to say, right? They need some stories like that. And they could just hire crisis actors. And there is still that possibility. But I have heard a theory that they, they did at least gun down or miss, uh, missile down one plane. But then the other ones were just imposed in via CGI for like your mainstream media purposes so that they could repeat that footage to get that brainwashing into people to make them think that it was all just planes. Oh, and by the way, this uh, missiled or gunned down plane probably was nowhere near the World Trade Center. It was just more of a thing where we need to take down at least one plane so that we have the stories of the families that had people go missing, right? Because some of us would be looking for stories like that. So anyway, um, oh, there's just one, one other thing as well. Uh, after, after the 9-11 collapse, literally the next day, they were collecting all that wreckage and then they immediately shipped it off to China. And apparently the shipping company that they used was some like Zim or Zin shipping container uh boating company that um that was owned by the Rothschild family <laughs> so there's also that uh and I mean I could go on and on there's uh there's so many different um things you could say about 9-11 but another thing as well is the main purpose of it was to create the excuse to go uh go to war you know, to create the war on terror excuse or the weapons of mass destruction excuse. Because once you've implanted that belief that we could be invaded on our own homeland and all this, then how much of people's rights are they going to be willing to give up in the 
under the name of uh, safety and security. So, I mean, this is the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 or it was two days ago. Um, I'll also say that for myself personally, uh, I would have been, I would have been about 14 at the time. And I remember that uh, I was in my high school art class, visual arts. And the really kind of, the really fucked up crazy thing, and a lot of people talk about this. I can't remember if our teacher, I think our teacher just actually put it on on the radio. But they were all told to like either get it on a TV or get it on radio. They were all told to do that. So that's weird. Like, it's weird that um, somehow they got past this message from higher ups that said, make sure the kids get to, or get to see this. Uh, they were probably told, you know, anything can be sold to someone, right? So if it was sold under the premise of like, this is such a monumental, like catast catastrophic uh, event, but the kids are going to need to see it for, I don't know, closure or so that they can uh, actually know what happened or whatever, you know? So I remember, I think my art teacher put it on just the radio, because I don't even know if we had a TV in the classroom, but I'm hearing, I've heard like that a lot of people recall that if they were in school at the time and not someone who was either too young or too old or whatever, not, not in school, um, then, but if they were in school, a lot of teachers had that up on televisions for the kids to watch. Like, it's pretty weird. There's a lot of other types of events where, like, it just, you know, you wouldn't air it to a bunch of kids. That footage. But it's like they really wanted to kind of drill that into people's heads, right? They needed the world to be scared in that moment. And especially they wanted Americans and... I guess North Americans, the Western world, to be scared by that event. And it's crazy, too, because, um, well, uh, if I think about it, my dad um, died right around, uh, like, in in 2001 so the thing the thing is i believe he actually would have died right before 9-11 so he didn't he didn't even live to uh to see that he didn't live he didn't live to see the the way that the world changed after that which is pretty um kind of eerie in a way it's almost like uh the, the world really was, honestly, a much more simple um, and good place before that, you know? It's not to say that, actually, to be honest, at least in the Western world, it was a lot more of a, it was just like simpler, good times, you know, um, less worry, more prosperity. And things got, things have always been a little bit darker after that. So anyway, here we are 20 years later, and uh, we still have people who don't know the truth about 
you know, they won't even admit, like, you know, they still think it, they want to believe it was Islamic terrorists, right? Because that's the mainstream media narrative. They won't admit that the U.S. government uh, conspired to do this or had any connection. Um, yeah, and a- another thing as well is um, you, you basically a- end up really realizing that it was a, a collaboration between the U.S. government, Israel, um, Mossad, and uh, I mean, probably other parties, globalist type parties as well, you know, Bilderberg and, and this and that. Um, anyway, 20 years later, here we are, and we are faced with COVID, the PSYOP, and um, it's, it's fucking crazy. You know, we actually even have people within the freedom fighter movement who are completely asleep to 9-11. And I know this because when I post about it two days ago, I had, uh, I had one dude who was like, on this one day, would you at least show some respect? And I look at this guy's account. <laughs> He's a quote-unquote freedom fighter. Um, I can tell by the accounts he's following, you know, within our movement in this. And uh, this would be a guy who probably calls himself a freedom fighter. But doesn't want me to talk about 9-11 truth. I don't know. Grow the fuck up. You're you're fucking retarded. Like, um, how how can you, well, for call yourself a freedom fighter and be a maybe somewhat awake to COVID? Like, my impression of like a guy like this is probably he he probably is like at least awake enough to realize that like jab port passports are bad and that like mask mandates are bad and that like lockdowns are tyrannical and uh, destructive to the economy and not good for people. Like, he's like that level of awake, probably still puts on a fucking mask for like shops that are difficult or something like this, you know? Um, so that's probably the, the level of awakeness that a guy like that is at. Uh, but then, no, 9-11 truth? No, 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 no. Don't talk about that. That's disrespectful to the lives lost Oh, oh my God, don't talk about this. Don't shed the light, shed light on the truth. Uh, so I, he, yeah, he said like, uh, oh, on this, on this one day, would you at least be respectful? I hit him back with, this is respectful. The truth is respectful. And then there was some other, uh, there was another bitch. Uh, <laughs> and she, uh, she said something kind of similar. What did she say? She said, how dare you mock the 3,000 graves? Like These people are so fucking dramatic, first of all. Uh, mock? Mock. The video that she was responding to was, was a, a fucking video where a dude was breaking down how the there was like CGI glitches in the uh, video of planes of the of one of the planes hitting the world trade center he was showing 
how there was CGI glitches where one of the plane, at one point the plane wing went from being in plain sight to then disappearing behind a building that was behind the World Trade Center. I can't really explain it. You need to see the video. You can check it out on Free That Face on Instagram. But there was multiple things within this video that appeared to be essentially CGI glitches. Just a lot of things that were wrong about this video. And that's uh, supposedly according to this woman and this dude, that's mocking the lives or the graves of uh, the 3,000 people who died from the World Trade Center collapsing. I don't, I don't understand the mentality of these people. Like, they're so fucking stupid. Um, to not understand that someone speaking the truth on a, subject, on a subject is about pretty much the most respectful fucking thing that you could do is to speak the truth on a dip, difficult subject matter so that people actually wake up and, and realize how those lives were lost, okay? Because I'll tell you something. If I ever, if I die, um, or when I die, let's say that I die though, in relation to something in regards to COVID, like I die because I won't take the fucking vaccine and they put a fucking bullet in my head. If the mainstream media goes and says, if they go and say, uh, Mike Bolton died, um, because he uh, was a, a dirty anti-vaxxer and he, he shot at police or something like this or, or, they, or they make up some other story. Um, Mike Bolton was a uh, right-wing extremist, terrorist or something like this and they don't tell the real story. That to me is a lot more disrespectful. And if years from now, someone came out with the truth and said, that's not who Mike Bolton was. Yeah, like, yeah, he was opposed to the vaccine, but Mike Bolton cared about freedom. He wasn't a terrorist, you know? If someone went and shed light on that, I myself in spirit form would most definitely be happy that they tried to shed light on my, on my life, on the truth, on the truth of how I died and what I really stood for, okay? And... That's what I think the thing is with 9-11. Like, yes, of course. I'll, I, I bet you that these little fucking weenie fucking bitches that were uh, complaining in the comments, I probably actually care about the lives that were lost more than they fucking do. It's just they want to fucking virtue signal about it. Uh, but yeah, I, oh, my main over, overall point is that there are people with even within our freedom fighter movement who have no fucking clue about things like 9-11 like some of them definitely just woke up this year they just realized that like oh maybe vaccine passports are bad and this is segregation this is starting to seem a lot like what i learned in history class about world war ii and the nazis and the jews right <laughs> And so they're, they're about like that level of awake and like, but they haven't done the deep research that a lot of us have into like a lot of other conspiracies and psyops and, and, and this. So what you basically end up really realizing is 
there are levels to this shit, okay? Um, and just a, a lot of uh, a lot of freedom fighters are. You have to remember that they're at like a stage five or six on the awake scale, and it's like you yourself, you might be a level eight or nine. Anyway, I actually I wasn't sure if this was going to be a a nine eleven um, uh, podcast here. I was going to talk about some other things too. Uh, like, for example, we have the jab passport. They're introducing that on September 22nd. So that is nine days away. Uh, they're going to be rolling that out, first of all, where it's going to be restaurants and bars and things like that. Your quote unquote non-essential things or establishments. But you know that the overarching long-term plan is to even get it to the point where you can't even enter a fucking grocery store. But you know, I'm going to cut the podcast at this point because I, I want to do another episode on jab passports and even just the unlawfulness and uh, the legal aspect of, of jab passports and how, truly speaking, it's actually completely unlawful. And if you go to a place... Let's say you go to a restaurant after September 22nd or on September 22nd and they say, jab passport, please. And you're supposed to show your fucking QR code or something like this. If they ask you for your jab passport and you say, I don't have one or I'm exempt. They cannot deny you service. The Canadian government, Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party and... But really, just the Canadian government as a whole, and as the Canadian government as a corporation. And, of course, the royals and globalists that uh, are really running the show, the puppet masters. Um, they want the public to think that you have no rights, and if you show up to a restaurant after September 22nd, uh, that you're just not going to be allowed in. Truly speaking, though, if you show up, you don't have a jab passport. You say, I'm exempt or whatever the magic words will be, much like with the mask. If they deny you entry, you can sue their ass off. So just know that I'm going to do another episode on jab passports and how we can kind of like fight against them, uh, how we can fight against them from a legal and lawful aspect and, and all that and just some other strategies as well. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be th it, it for this episode. Um, 20 year anniversary of 9-11. Uh, you would think that the whole world would have uh, woken up since then. But I mean, at least on the positive, uh, a lot more people have woken up. And a lot more people have woken up since COVID too. So there is that. And uh, yeah, but that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Debunk Daily. Keep spreading the word, stay strong, and remember, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's blatantly obvious and staring you right in the face. See you in the next one, guys. Mm -hmm.